When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Back at it, Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. These are the bros. This is family. I hate that we're doing Zoom right now because I-, I wanted them to be able to hear me to say, yeah, yay. Yeah. Jake and Papa. Jake yeah, and Papa yeah. in the building, man. Family, man. How y'all feeling first and foremost? Yeah, we just blessed to be here, like you said. Um, man, just moving right along every day, man. I- I'm glad to be here with y'all, man. It's been a minute. We proud of y'all. But since the last time we met, y'all done amazing things, man. So I'm glad to be sitting here with you guys, even if it's virtual, just to say we're proud of y'all. Keep doing y'all shit. I'm not necessarily mad that we're doing this on Zoom because I own stock in the company. You know what I'm saying? This guy. I'm not necessarily upset that we're doing this over Zoom because I own stock in the company. So <laughs> You better say it. Right. So with, with, with this right here, man, it's, it's special for us, at least special for me, myself. I can say this because you guys have been supporting us from day one. Like you guys, there's record. Like you're you're one of few that have seen like the trans the, the the transition. You know what I'm saying? From the apartment to to Signal Hill, to Signal Hill to the to the Market Street, and from Market Street to Real 92.3. So it's an honor, man. And we've been seeing the evolution of Jake and Papa ever since as well, man. So with uh, Blackberry Winter. Blackberry Winter, man. Talk about talk about the project. I, I know this is you've been doing something that that a lot of people haven't done, which is create during the pandemic, right? A lot of people may do it, but they may not put something out. So let, let's talk about that. How you guys are doing, you know, and and the decision to actually create and actually put something out during this whole time right now. Man, it's been a blessing. We uh, you know, we are blessed to be able to have the studio right here, like it's literally right behind us. So, um we're pushed to make music all the time. And especially during this time when we were able to get around family much more, we were able to spend time with um, different um, intimate uh, relationships much more. It did honestly um, inspire a lot of music, man. A lot of beautiful ideas for videos. There was a lot of meditating going on, a lot of spiritual awakening during this time. I'm sure for everybody, which inspired a lot of creativity. And because we are truly blessed to have the studio here, we are able to create whenever our mind tells us to create. And so we have so much music that we want to share. This is just the tip of the iceberg, you know, so we can't wait to give all of it to y'all. We're trying to, you know, literally we're just on a call before just trying to map it all out because we have so much more to share with y'all. When but you, this, is, this whole situation has been a blessing. Yeah. When y'all record these, these, these songs, do you already have a project in mind? Like, like we like, do you know how some people like they have a body of work that they want to create and craft and then they go into it with that mind state or you guys just create and figure it out after? So it depends. So we have a, a album that we've been talking about for a while. That album, when we were working on it, we had a we had it in mind that we were working on this specific album with this specific vision. But for Blackberry Winter, we had just been recording all 2020. Um, and then at the end of it, we wanted to put out a project that felt like 
Blackberry Winter in these songs fit that. There was probably a hundred songs there. We just picked those seven. Yeah. Y'all should cut out. There you yeah, go. Y'all uh, should. Um, what's the name of it? BET? Is it BET Uncut? BET. That I love that song. Everybody love that. Yeah, that, that's, that's you know, I mean, obviously, I'm sure that you already knew that I was going to gravitate towards that one because y'all know me. <laughs> But I don't know, man. I sent it to you in your response. So I'm like, oh, head's not fucking with it. No, no. It's not, it's not that I wasn't fucking with it. It's not that I wasn't fucking with it. But I think that what it is for me is I'm listening. Cause I already know, like, I know what y'all sound is. And I know, like, I know that you be hesitant that well, not you, but I know that typically when when I when I've requested certain sounds or certain things, it's like, well, I, I it's like we'll do it, but we'll do it in our way. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like it was still authentic to Jake and Papa, the, 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 the way the sound was. But I did feel like y'all ventured outside of your comfort zone just a tad bit in crafting a song in that way. I disagree. I mean, if you look back at like, um, I got it and leave me and, you know, we come from the West. You already know. So songs like BT Uncut, to be honest with you, come the most natural. I know for me personally. Okay. I, I write those kind of songs like in my sleep. So, but there was a time when I remember when we put out, I got it. Um, and I was talking to Nikki and Ace cause they had a song. We was in Oakland, San Francisco. We was doing our little runs and um, everybody kept approaching us to do those kind of records. And I was just like, I'm tired of doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because we can do it and I love to do it, but that's not all we do. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I try not to do it too much, you know, cause I don't want to be put into a box. If that makes I, sense. Oh, I get it. I understand. I think that um, I think when I'm listening to certain songs, like especially when it comes to R&B, like for instance, like it's no secret that I'm not a big R&B head, right? So I have to be a fan in order to appreciate certain R&B artists, uh, albums, projects, songs, whatever. I'm a I'm a fan of Jake and Papa, so I think that I'm a little biased. It, you know what I'm saying when it comes to certain things. Yeah. In my opinion. Because a lot of like a lot of times people play like RB is like to me such an art that is beyond me. Like it's something that I don't feel like I could truly appreciate because I don't think I'm I don't think I'm emotionally intelligent enough to appreciate it. He's a robot. That's what it is. He ain't got feelings. He ain't got emotions. It's <laughs> not, not that I don't have feelings. Like I just don't. Uh, 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 me can't compute. Me can't compute. <laughs> emotions, feelings. I think that I'm just, I don't think that I'm, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. I mean, he he has his theory, but I think that for me, I just, I, I think what it is, is I because I'm a DJ I come, and I came up in the Lil John era, I think it's it's hard for me to appreciate R and B in the true fast in the true way that it's supposed to be appreciated. So when I do appreciate songs, I appreciate it a lot, and I just want that. Like, just give me that over. Like, you know, so just keep giving me those over and over and over. Again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I think you know when it comes to R and B, um, there are a lot of artists who have their little lane, and it's just like you're gonna get John Legend. You know, you're gonna get those piano songs from John Legend. When you listen to Daniel Caesar, you're going to get those songs from Daniel Caesar. I feel like with me and my brother, we have, you know, uh, a wide vision when it comes to R&B. It's still going to come out R&B, but we have a lot of different ways that we articulate it. So over time, 
you're gonna you're gonna hear BT Uncut, but you're also gonna hear Codus Winter. You're also gonna hear Solo. But it's all Jake and Papa, you know. And the more you get to know Jake and Papa, the more you'll understand that it's all cohesive. Now, look, look, look I, I, hold I, on. I, let me. Let me well, uh, before we switch gear, well, we're gonna switch gears. I'm not. Go ahead. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just want to know because I, I want to get into we, we talking about the album and and one thing I wanted to kind of lead with to start with was the, the cover, man. Let, let's talk about the Snapchat filter, man. The the, the young bulls right here. Yeah, this is this is Snapchat filter. Look at <laughs> it, it, they got it looked like the Snapchat. Is this a is that a real picture or is that the uh like the the filter that they got on on the so like I see the social media where you can actually make yourself look like a baby. Is this yeah. like because I see the tattoos on there too. Yeah. So I may talk talk about yeah fuck me up. I'm like is this a filter or did they, I don't know, how the hell y'all, I mean, obviously it's, it's Photoshop, <laughs> but talk about the cover in itself and what, what how does it tie into Blackberry Winter? Yeah, so um, I actually did that cover myself. So Get out of here, is, bro. I did. So this is a real photo that um, I think we might have been like 11 and 12 in this picture. Um, Thought I had my a tats, mom, though. <laughs> we didn't have no tats. Mm -hmm. Our mom took the picture. Um, and so when I, when I started listening to the music, I just blacked out and I picked that picture and it just came to me to just throw our tattoos on it because it's just like when you think about Jake and Papa from then and now and um, like if you listen to Jake and Papa's music when we was 10 and 11, 12, you're going to hear a lot of the the flipping back and forth like Codus Winter. You know what I'm saying? Then over yeah. time, we learned how to be a little bit more melodic and slow it down. It's just it just feel like to me, Jake and Papa then and now fused together is that picture and this music. Now, I love it. I love it because I when I first when I first seen it, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. I just wanted to know the detail behind it. Like your your you guys' vision with, with putting it together. Cause I mean, I think it's I think it's cold. It's cold. This shit is hard. It took like, a long ass time too, bro. <laughs> took bro a long really time. To, to to put it together? Yeah, I mean to put the tattoos and all that shit. Oh, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Hey, yeah, I, I really thought it was like a super I thought you just put the face on the on on some the body, but that, that shit is hard, bro. Now that I'm looking at it, it's like damn. Hey, Jake, Jake, I want to know uh, at what point throughout the creative process did you find out that you would be take off on Bad and Bougie for the intro? That I would be... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That I would be... Oh, oh. <laughs> for the intro. Well, he did the I... outro. Yeah, did the outro. Man. I know, but I'm just saying, at what point did you figure out that, you know, take oh, off, that you I'm got left off... You got oh, left man. off the intro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was an idea that he had. Do it look like you got left off the intro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It, do. it says it says Papa on that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it don't say nothing about Jake. Hey man, it was a dope idea he had. I was just following the lead, man, you know? Let it, let it roll. Yeah. Hey, you know what a lot of people don't know about us is like we're we're very influenced by hip-hop and rap so i i directly got that idea from um lil wayne the carter 2 album you know when he had the 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 interludes the intro to outro and the interlude and it was all the same beat same was, right like i was always inspired by that like that's the type of shit i used to listen to on a bus so I'll, i'm always trying to well we're always trying to figure out ways to bring people closer in and, and understand who jake and papa is so I was like, this is a different approach to that. One thing that I always respect about you guys, and it, it's, it's tied into the music too, but just individually how you guys brand the 818. 
right? You guys do a, a hell of a job to make sure that you guys are putting on for your section. You know what I'm saying? And where where a lot of times it's it's easy for people people to attach themselves to LA or you know what I'm saying, like just just Southern California, the region. But you guys make it make it a, make it possible to to brand eight one eight. Kind of talk about that and where you feel like you have something to do with the sound or if there is a sound in the 818 that you guys feel like you are a part of. Because I feel like it, it doesn't get enough credit as much as it should. Yeah, I think the beauty of growing up here was that it was a melting pot of everything. And so every, the middle school, high school, college, like every instance I could think of, we were surrounded by a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. And so being surrounded by a lot of different cultures desensitizes to a lot of different things. And it helped that our mom and dad played a lot of different kinds of music. They used to play Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, gospel, uh, everything. They used to play everything. And so because we grew up in such a melting pot, it was um, it was very easy to rock. Man, Stevie Wonder said something so dope one time. We was talking to him and he was like, man, Stevie, um, our, our older brother was like, Stevie, give us some jewels. Like, What can you tell us? What's something you can give us for our career? And he's just started rambling off on a bunch of different dope ass pieces of, of just, you know, of game and wisdom. And one of the things he said was listen to all kinds of different music and your music will take you to all kinds of different places. Mm -hmm. And by that time we had already been doing that our whole lives. It was almost like confirmation, like, yeah, all the different things we've, we've experienced in this space, they are, um, they're assets. And so I literally, you know, before we got on the conference call before this, I was recording a country song and I can't wait to get back and record that country song. Like it's literally sitting on this computer right here. I'm telling you, it's going to be wait, a game Wait, 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 hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm telling you. Wait, so you, so, so when you say country song, like yeah. you mean, like, like there's a, there's bow, a. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Look bro, I'm doing an acapella. And I'm gonna send it to my homie Josh to play guitar, and I'm gonna send it to Deshaun Allen to do the drums, and I'm gonna send it to Smoot to do things that I can't necessarily say yet. <laughs> but when I say it's gonna be one of the dopest country songs ever, man, it feels so good already, and it's just acapella. It's it's gonna it's fun, and I, I you know I just we love listening to all these things. Mm-hmm. Why not make them? But the only reason I say that to say to bring it back around. Growing up out here, it was dope. Like at any given point, you could be on the court with Nick Young and Jordan Farmer. At any given point, you could be in a studio with whoever. At any given point, yeah. you could be getting into a riot with some essays and whatever. Like, it's just, <laughs> it was everything all in one space, you know? Yeah. And so it, that was truly a blessing for our, you know, for our, our upbringing. And this is where we from, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we can, our mom was from the east side. We was born on the west side and then we moved to the valley. But this is where we grew up at, you know what I'm saying? And I think there's a lot of, uh, misunderstanding about what the 818 is because a lot of people over the hill don't come over here so they just have their own perception of it so you know it's just about letting helping people understand what it is like we from LA too you know what I'm saying it's just a different part we from the north side (laughs) I I think why I identify with that a lot is because obviously we grew up in Carson right and you know I went to school in Long Beach my mom worked in Compton and everybody we, we was in the city the city in the middle and everybody always gave me shit for being from Carson, oh, you ain't from you ain't from Long Beach, you ain't from Compton, right? Yeah, right, right, right? So I had to deal with that. So I always, anytime, and especially when it came to the artists, when we started doing Homegrown, you know, shout out to the IE. The IE has been a big supporter of our movement and what we got going on. Um, and the 818, same thing, has been a big supporter in, in what we've been doing. And anytime I've ever heard anybody give shit about those two specific spots, 
I got to defend it. I'm like, nah, they doing their own shit. They not, you know, it's not that they don't fuck with LA, right? They, they're just creating their own shit and, and rightfully so, they're branding themselves. So anytime that I, I, I see artists that do that, it's just like an attachment that I have and I, I just respect it a lot more because it's easy to hop on a wave that's already been going. It's easy to say, oh yeah, I'm from Compton when Compton is hot, but it's not yeah. easy to say some shit like, yeah, I'm from the great one eight and, and kind of brand that shit yourself or if I'm from the IE and do that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I give you guys ultimate respect for doing, for, for making that happen. Regardless if you move from one spot to the next, I, I just like the way as far as with the 818, y'all y'all took that on the back and ran with that shit. So appreciate you, man, dog. Amen. Thank you. I'm interested mm-hmm. to know what y'all thoughts are on the current state of R&B because obviously you got a lot of newcomers, you know, like you mentioned Daniel Caesar and you got, you mentioned like a lot of people that's just getting notoriety, notoriety nationally, internationally. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you also have the people who've been around for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to know what y'all, y'all's perspective is on the current state of R&B music when it pertains to, when it pertains to popularity one, and then when it also pertains to skill. Okay, so I'm gonna start with this. <clears throat> we, we all watched the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I don't know if you consider the weekend R&B or pop at this point, whatever. But he started pretty much as R&B. Well, he performed as the R&B artist, in my opinion. Pop is just short for popular music. So right. So the weekend performed at the halftime show. Jasmine Sullivan and her both opened it. So R&B was at one of the biggest TV moments of the year. You know two and three times, you know what I'm saying? So R&B is very much so alive. As far as the state of it, there's so many amazing artists. You know, um, you could just go to Apple Music and go to R&B now and see all the amazing, Giveon, Her, uh, Ari Lennox. Um, you got Garen on the album. Garen, man, shout mm-hmm. out to Garen, Kenyon Dixon. Kenyon Dixon, you know, yep. So many people doing it, man. And it's like, and there's so many different forms of it too. That's what's so beautiful. It's not just one way, there's traditional, there's, uh ambient there's you know alternative like there's so many different kinds of r&b if you just look for it you'll find and you'll you'll be fed i think it's one of the, this is a question that i have and I, I know you probably get tired of it just like as far as the, the state of r&b this is but i'm not a creative when it comes to this so how do you how do you narrow down the songs that you have you said you've been working throughout the pandemic with a, with a lot of music right and you decided to put this out how do you just say okay this is what this this is going to be this body of work. Is it based off what sounds are like, or is it, okay, no, we got to keep this shit within seven songs just to kind of give them a teaser for what's coming up. What's the, the, the thought process behind putting a body of work together for Jackie Pablo? Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of different formats. So we have an album that we uh, have been holding on to and we're saving. It's going to be very powerful, man. That specific album was a real life experience. And so what we did was we took the experience from beginning to end and we said, what are the main focal points that were the most impactful? And then let's write a song about each of those points. And it was almost like a checklist that we hit from top to bottom. That was a really fun experience. And then sometimes when you're putting a tape together and you know, you're know you your head is down and you're just working, 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 before you know it, there is a specific vibration and color that you're tapping into subconsciously that you may not realize. When you go back to listen to a lot of the songs, the subject matter is similar, the colors are similar, um, it's just it's just hitting very similar. And so we'll say, oh man, these songs feel great together. It's about time for a project. We wanna we wanna give something to our people. Let's take the songs that feel the best together, that feel harmonic together, and you know, let's let's put them together, calibrate them properly, and you know, put the shit out, you know? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
It yeah. went out again. Wow. At least it's there happening in between questions, man. Right, Jeez. right, right. <laughs> Cut into it. Um, so what one thing I do want to mention as far as uh well, I'm gonna switch gears for a second because the BET and Cut, we we talked about we like that song. But I, I wanna know for you what <laughs> What what BET Uncut moments do you what resonates the most? The first time when, when you say BET Uncut, when you were creating a song, what's that <laughs> one video from BET Uncut that's top down that, that that's just a classic for you? I mean, come on, the Nelly video. Everybody yeah, okay. know that. Okay. That well, that, I'll, sure. You're talking what about other tip one? drill, but tip drill. Yep. Yeah, There's some other drill. ones though. There's some Man, hidden gems in BET Uncut. For so, sure. You know what was a game changer, bro? Which one? Cause you know we used to wake up and be on like three in the morning. And it just happens to be like, oh, right. And, and one time I did that, and it was Chingy right there. It was an uncut version. Yes, thank you. And I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> there was yeah, an uncut was version. The door just to make yes. Sure you're wrong. Yes. Uh, and they need to bring that back, man. They bullshit <laughs> with us right now. Like it's, they've it's been doing. They've been. They've been saying they're gonna do it like multiple times, and they always saying. I, I want to say like they brought it back one time. They brought it back. I want to say this last a couple of months back. I think they brought it back either for a night or something. They they just bring it like back. April Fool, April Fool's. But I, I want to go. I want. I want to dig into the the classes that people may not know about. All okay, right, I got one. What you got? Uh, is, I'm gonna do two of them. Go ahead. I'm gonna do ludicrous pee popping. Oh man, that was, that was, that was a gym. Crazy. And I'm gonna do an unknown. Okay, it was a dude named Black Jesus. He had a song called "What That Thing Smelled Like." There we go. <laughs> the hidden classics. Hey, it's and the, I remember the song and everything. Really it was like, I want to get it tonight. Oh, baby, tell me what that thing smell like. Would it be like? Would it smell like? Would it taste like? Would it drop like? That's it was hard. This nigga had I, I was outside, bro. Uh, <laughs> I was there. Another one. There was another called White Girl. Uh, there was another one called. Uh, y'all remember that? Show me your ID. No, I don't remember that, bro. Okay. I know there was one. There was a Fifty Cent one, but I don't remember the name of the song. Oh, there was a Fifty uh, Cent one. Was the Disco Inferno uncut? No. Yeah, yeah Disco Inferno uncut was crazy, bro. Yeah, there was another one too. I think Pharrell and Nerd had one too. Yeah, yeah they didn't have one. Lap dance uncut. Was it lap dance? No, yeah, it was something else. It was something else. I don't remember. Hey, see, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on all the titles of these songs. I just remember the artist and I see the video in my head. Bro. Good times. I just though, know, man. Yeah. Good times. I, I just know that there was there was some there was some ones, like you said, some hidden ones that people had no idea from the right. ones that like there were the artists that people were like, yo, how the fuck did they get on here? Like <laughs> right. just from there, but that, that's Back then, they was making versions just for that, man. Like, exactly. that was dope. We need to bring that back, man. Stop bullshitting with us. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what would the, if you were to shoot an uncut video for BET Uncut, what would that look like? So, okay, if you listen to the record, right? And yeah. I, I don't want to ruin this for some people. Cause, I mean, you can think about it however you want. But in the record, I'm talking to my woman. I love my little baby and she loves me too. She don't ever get too comfortable. And she always down to show me something new. So it's about, to me... It's about having that woman who who is ride or die for you. You got you guys love each other, but in the bedroom, she's gonna she gonna show you what it is. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna show you what that thing smells like. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> you also mentioned making love to particular songs, right? So uh, a question that I always, I, th- I don't know if I've asked you before, but I do want to just, just throw it out there. Is it awkward or have you ever make, made love to your own songs? Not awkward. I'll tell you that right now. That's a test. You know what I'm saying? You got to see if it worked. I just recently put higher to the test. And I, let me tell you, it went higher. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you a question though it ain't awkward though when your brother starts singing i mean you don't you make love to d'angelo or to floetry or to jodeci i don't i don't i don't fuck to man me. you probably hey, make love he, with your hat on yeah he a robot <laughs> he a robot it's not that it's just usually be like netflix in the background yeah no nah, I, I mean i i love uh hey you know what happened one time what happened one time? Tell me. It was on, uh, you know, Netflix was just on and Cat Williams came on and it was like super funny. <laughs> and we couldn't stop laughing. And she got mad at me for laughing. And it's like, hey, you left it on. But <laughs> you can't just leave on Netflix, man. You'll be laughing inside of it. And they don't like that. Okay, let me ask you a question. What what you remember the joke that he was on when you, it was the whole you was, it when was you was in the box? This was a very long time ago, and this was an experience where I was very young and she was older than me. And so she was, thought I was being immature, but I thought he was just great at what he was doing. And it was the one <laughs> when he's in the car. Remember, he's in the car with three other comedians. It's a, it's a whole set, and they're, like, driving somewhere, and it's him and a light-skinned dude that be laughing funny, and then the short, fat lady just bald. It's like all of them, especially with Nell and Red Grant. Oh, I think about it. was that. Yeah, he's talking about Red Grant. His whole set. It was great. That is. Let me ask you this: If, if, (laughs) when, when, when you, what is the song like? What's the song? I guess I don't know how to say this. What is the song that comes on that would throw you off? (laughs) <laughs> to me, it's just all about the vibe. Like, I made a specific playlist not too long ago, like in Valentine's oh, Day. And um, I put a certain song on the playlist, right? And this song is, it's a sexy song, right? I'm going to say, it, it's Neo Sexy Love. Everybody loves that song. It's the fire-ass song. Love. But at, at first, it started with Beyonce's um, Speechless. You got me. Come on, man. Beyonce's Speechless. Then De- D'Angelo Untitled came on. And then something else in that same vibe came on. And then Neo Sexy Love came on. It was a little too abrupt. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, this, this, it's throwing off the vibe. I have to skip it. You know what I'm saying? Like, in another atmosphere, it might have worked. But okay, so when, when, when you are, when you are, you know, inside of the woman and the song comes on, you 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 leave the woman and then you go. You hit it, you hit it with this one. <laughs> yeah, luckily, we were, yeah, luckily we were still in the foreplay aspect of it, so I was able to just reach my hand over. Man, one time I got a playlist of all just women R and B, and it's like my favorite playlist right now. And I put songs on there sometimes, not really thinking what's going to happen. And it was on shuffle. We was having a great time. And then Glow by Victoria Monet came on. It's like fast. We got the glow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> nah, nah, this ain't the vibe we on right now. Uh, it's this, no, I mean, it's like when you think about making love, like it's the same with putting a track list together for an album. You about to present to the people. You trying to 
you know, create a vibe, create like a roller coaster ride. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if you throw that thing on shuffle, you know, the the loop de loop could come yeah, <laughs> immediately. And it's like, wait, wait, we gotta work up to the loop de loop. I mean, yeah. I'm not really that romantic, so I wouldn't know, but um when it, <laughs> when it when it like how long are these fucking playlists? Because y'all are talking <laughs> y'all are talking like these playlists are like, I mean, are, are we talking like we talking about rap caviar? Are we talking about like 50 songs? <laughs> like how long are you how long are y'all how long are y'all humping where y'all need 50 songs? <laughs> you know, you just gotta just let the vibe play out, you know. Yeah. Bro, 50 <laughs> times three, each song is average three minutes. That's 150 yeah, minutes. The Angela is like seven minutes. <laughs> I'm averaging it out. The average song about three minutes. You talking about a 50 song, you talking about 150 minutes of fucking. That's a long it's, time. It's yeah. not a, it's not about going from from top to bottom, it's just about you know putting the vibes on there, and then whatever gets hit, get hit. So when y'all when when you are done, and let's say you still got another forty nine songs left on the playlist, when you I've been doing this a long time, you know what I'm saying. Um, so when y'all are done, do you turn the music off? Uh, I mean, depending on what type of a night it is, you know. It depends on what type of night it is. Yeah, what do you be doing, bro? You be just be on the computer, like, you be in there with your DJ equipment. Like. I don't be DJing or none of that. I just be in there and I, I I do my business. It's like it's to me. It's like the bathroom. You go in there, you do your business, and you get on. Oh, interesting. That's okay. what's up. I respect that, man. I respect. What's up? That. Hey, I mean, sometimes you you know, there's a lingering. There is this like intimate lingering that happens afterwards. When you leave that song. Look, if her is on, brother. And I have a queen in my arms. I ain't turning that off, man. We gonna really just live in each other's skin real quick. We gonna listen to this her, and we gonna really understand God through each other, man. Come on, brother. You got like Palo Santo, brother. Have y'all ever <laughs> have y'all ever made love to somebody's music whom you've met in person? Yes. Yeah. Is that is that awkward? No. One time it was our it was both of our homegirls. We got a homegirl named Tenario who makes who makes very, very sensual music. And she's like a part of our tribe. So it's like her sister. And it's like, whatever, you know? That's what she makes it for. It's beautiful. And I told Tenario too, like, yo, it works. Like, you got one with that one. That's the one. <laughs> so what are, what are some other, I like to call them just um, some, some, uh, some R&B, um, I, I'm losing a word right now, but misconceptions. There we go. Some misconceptions when it comes to R&B, right? I, I I hear one all the time when it comes to, oh, you have to be hurt in in order to make great music. You know what I'm saying? They they, they pin it on Mary J. Blige all the time. It's like, oh, she can't make music. She can't make dope music unless she goes through some shit, go through pain or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, our, our, Usher, greatest albums of confessions, right? That I mean, mm -hmm. we can argue, not argue, whatever the case may be, but... He's went through a lot of pain through that shit in order for him to make some great music. Is that a requirement to make great R&B or, or is that something that you subscribe to? I mean, I feel like just as much as there's been great painful records, there's been great love records too. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like to continue to make good product, you just have to be a true artist, especially this day and age. We're more connected to the artists who are putting themselves in their music and not so much the artists who are getting songs from other great writers. You know what I'm saying? Like the manufactured artists, you know what I'm saying? They can still work because they have the the, the resources and the, the bank behind them to make it do what it's supposed to do. But 
The ones who last are the ones who are, are really giving you them and continue to give you them regardless of what they're going through. I remember I had uh, Partisan Fontaine up here, right? And, you know, Partisan Fontaine is one of the one of the reasons why Cardi B is who she is. Uh, he's, you know, infamous for, for pinning some of the biggest songs, right? So mm. my question to you, and I asked him, I said, I, and I wanted, I, w- I wasn't asking about Cardi specifically, but I asked Partisan um, during the interview, I asked him, do you have to be, do you have to write your own music in order to be considered one of the greats, top five, et cetera, right? So I'm asking y'all now in R&B, do you have to write your own music to be considered top five? I don't, I don't think it's the same kind of thing for R&B. Um, there's been, you know, some incredible artists that you're going to put up there. Like, do we do we know if Whitney Houston wrote her own records? Like, I don't really know. She might have, you know, pinned a few, but Whitney Houston's going on that list whether she did it or not. You know, so Excellent. I think that answers the question. Yeah, like Donnie Hathaway didn't write a song for you, and that's like the only one of niggas ever sing from Donnie. So mm-hmm. other niggas, like other, you know, so I would definitely say you can be a vessel for a vision because, uh, I mean, I have with Leon Ware and Marvin Gaye, like you just never know who's the vessel and who's the vision and how it's going to be presented. Like, would Marvin Gaye be Marvin Gaye without Leon? Like, we never know. But it's like, at the end of the day, what is your purpose here? There are some people who are amazing at being powerful vessels and messengers, you know? Why, why do you think it's accepted more when it comes to R&B and even pop music and things of that nature uh, versus hip-hop? With hip-hop, it's like, oh, you got a writer. And we know <laughs> right, there's writers for great songs no matter what, right? But when it comes to hip-hop specifically, it's like, you know, it's damn near a dagger or a curse if somebody's writing shit for you. Why are the letters? I mean, I feel like at, you know, from the beginning of rap, it's always been, we've always taken rap more literal. You know what I'm saying? Like the people put it, we believe everything that they're saying from their lifestyle to the people that they shooting and whatever. So anytime we hear something that go against that, we stop believing in that artist because rap is supposed to be literal like nigga you supposed to really be from there you supposed to really do these things you know what i'm saying like that's just i don't know i feel like that's just what we're used to r&b is more so you know put on it you know in the traditional sense put on this silk suit here's this rose sing to this girl whether you're beating your wife at home or not (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that's facts there's really been artists like that back in the day who's like nigga you're not really living like that (laughs) right but he has a nice texture to his voice so whatever Mm -hmm. we'll take it is Man. there is there any singers, uh, not singers, is there anybody that you haven't yet worked, I mean, that you have worked with that you probably, you know, feel like y'all might have gotten it, gotten access to too early? You know how, like, mm. I've, I've had an opportunity to work with certain people and I knew I probably should have waited on that opportunity. Oh, wow. That's a great question. I've never been asked that before, man. I definitely got one. Go ahead. Uh, Nipsey. We, we got, we were in the studio with Nipsey. If you, anybody has listened to Athena's Erotica, right? Our wow. song, our song all night long. We recorded that song all night long. The day we was in the studio with Nipsey and uh, the futurist Mike and Keys. Yeah. So we had went to the studio to, and his, his session was ending. So he was kind of just chilling for a second. And, um, you know, we've always been fans of Nip, man. Like, oh, nine, I was running around my, my parking lot in Reseda listening to, um, Hustle in the house. Like I've always been a Nipsey fan. So when we finally got into that intimate space, I just was like, damn, like I want to, I want to work. I want it, but I'm going to just let this happen. Cause I don't feel like, <laughs> I didn't feel, I didn't feel like we was ready. 
yeah. not ready by talent wise. I knew we could deliver something great, but I wanted him to believe that we deserved it. You know what I'm saying? I so that. I was kind of, I sat back and I was like, I'm gonna wait my turn. We'll, we'll get back to it. I feel we that. Never got, we never got the chance again. It's always that one scenario because I felt like that a couple of times too in my career. So that's why I asked that because I feel like y'all might have had that moment too. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. powerful, man. And, and it kind of just makes you just think of like, you know, you I don't think you were wrong in that moment. You know, you you really tested the moment for what it was, but at the same time, it, you had you go back to damn, we only got one life. We, you know, maybe we should press on moments like that because you just never know where it can go. Honestly, though, Chuck, I think I was wrong. Like when I think about it, because think so, you know, I think sometimes, especially um, you know, I'll speak for myself, like sometimes I play it too cool. You know, like, yeah. um, there's other artists out here who just, they, who leave it all hanging out there. And sometimes they annoy you with that shit. They pass like, listen to my shit, man. Oh, trust me, you gotta let me be on the boom, boom. Like, I have the talent. We could have gave this man a very powerful hook. I know we could have rose to the occasion and gave him some quality. But I was, I was thinking too much about where we was at and where he was at and all that shit. And I was just like, yeah. man, I played it too cool. And it's just like, yeah. sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta go for it. Well, as long as you can apply it to the next scenario, next situation, you learn from it. So that, that's really all that matters from the situation, bro. Yeah. Uh, what I do want to talk about, too, man, you got I want you to you show, show the merch real quick, man. Let the folks know what else you got available for the people out there to, to yeah, purchase yeah. support. This you know brand, what I'm saying? This brand new, hot off the press. And so Rose Worldwide is our brand. Real one still exists. Um, we do all the designing, everything from the top to the bottom. And uh, this is our new sweater. This actually is cut and sew. This is our sweater. It's not no gilded or nothing. Uh, this is all embroidery. This will be coming out. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but uh, very soon. It's gonna be out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Friday, March fifth. This thing is out. So you can go to roseworldwide.net and get it. We got plenty of things from uh, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, even Letterman jackets. Like we're going into the full genuine leather jackets. So just stay tapped in with us. We're going to continue to grow just like our music. Got it, got it. Hey, hey you got a song? You got a song? I just want to promote the new record too, man. Uh, Spell it in diamonds, man. Talk talk about that. You staying busy. The the the, the album, uh, the, the project came out a couple months ago. You sent some people with some new music. Um, you staying busy for 2021. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got a mission, man. We got somewhere we're trying to go. And Spell it in diamonds is a powerful record, we feel. Um, we put out a lot of a lot of music, but every now and again, I gotta stop and I and acknowledge the fact that we we hit the nail on the head. You know, every now and again, like patient, I feel like we hit the nail on the head when it comes to mm-hmm. Jake and Papa, our brand, the sound that we're trying to, the the story that we're trying to tell these people about who Jake and Papa is. Um, and I feel Spelling and Diamonds is one of those records. So listen to it. Um, it's a beautiful record. It's fire. It's a bop. It, you can play it in many different atmospheres. And it's Jake and Papa through and through. Hey, question for Jake, because I know Jake is uh, built like a transformer. But uh, <laughs> uh, do you ever look at people like myself and just be disgusted? Like, look at <laughs> just never, like, never, man. like nigga, do a push up. Do <laughs> one push up at least. You know, uh, spicy deluxe eating ass nigga. <laughs> 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 nah, man. Never. Everybody's on their own journey, you know? Everybody's yeah, on their yeah, own yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm saying, I'm saying, I, you know, I ain't going, I ain't going on your journey, but you know, everybody <laughs> got their own journey. What's the what's the most unhealthy thing you've eaten, Jake? 
Because your work, because I've seen your workout regiments and your workout regiments scare the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm like, if I need to work out like you work out, I'd just rather shave off two, three years. You know what I'm saying? Fuck it. You know? I only train like that, bro, because ever since I was a kid, I felt like I had a ball of energy welling within the center of my being. And it felt like if I didn't do something wild and ridiculous and crazy, I felt like I was going to implode. I felt like since I was a little kid. And so when I started doing wilder things, it felt like it would start to express that thing and it would mitigate slightly, but then it would come back and so I had to do it again. So that's why I got into crumping. That's why I got into bars. That's why I got into martial arts and weapons and stuff. Because when I don't do stuff, it feels like I'm just like a ball ready to explode. So it keeps me balanced. So, so record, recording doesn't fulfill that? No, recording doesn't, man. Recording is actually a very serene and, um, and peaceful experience, especially with my voice personally. Ever since I was a kid, I had more of a, of a softer voice. Mm-hmm. And so it's more of a peaceful experience for me. It's very therapeutic in the space of there are things that um, I experience in my life spiritually and mentally that I have to express via music or I feel incomplete. And so that's the purpose that it serves is that I feel like I was put here to deliver the, the things that God tells me through my music. But when it comes to the physical expression, it's it's a very like, it has to be explosive, bro. Like I can't just sit here and do push-ups on the floor. It's like, that's not what does it. Like I have to hit something and I gotta get off, I gotta laugh. I got to do things that express it wildly and then I can relax into a space of serenity to record. So you what know, you're saying is when I see you in person and I see that look in your face, that's not you. That's just my insecurities flaring up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in most cases, the things that people experience negatively are a form of projection. <laughs> I feel yeah. You. Yeah. There you go. Hey, your hey, shit. Man. Yo, you're you're just fine, bro. You great, bro. Unless you got bro, on listen, Hey, Jake. right. Black Air Force One. I'm I'm the guy that's gonna tell you that I don't like your music, bro. It's give it to me straight. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, this is like, <laughs> like me, man. I'm telling you, everybody's not supposed to look. If you try to go 360 from that bar right now, <laughs> it's gonna hurt you. like not everybody's meant to do that. Like somebody just tried to do that the other day. We was all at the park, and because I did it, the homie did it. Because the homie did it, he felt he had to do it. He ripped damn near his whole skin off his hand, and oh, it's like yo. Not everybody is supposed to do the same things, you know? Like, you may fall in love with Pilates, bro. Bro, I'm not. <laughs> I fell in love with in and out Burger. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he had double-double with grilled onions. Hey. <laughs> hey, it's all about reaching your level, man. You know what I'm saying? Chocolate shake. <laughs> animal you style. Me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the nigga that order animal style shakes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there we go together. Fuck it. <laughs> hey man, I, we we can talk all night. Is there something that that hasn't been mentioned that you want to make sure that people know? Obviously, the project is out. You got the new song in the way. You got the merch. merch. Um, yeah. Is, is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you want to make sure that the people uh, know about Jacob Popper? Uh, I mean, I think we 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 touched on everything, man. Just continue to follow the journey. Um, we're gonna continue to give you quality. Um, a, a lot of people don't. I don't think a lot of people know we're super super independent. You know, it's me, my brother, and our manager. It's like a really really small team. Um, so everything that you see, you don't ever have to question whether Jake and Papa was behind it or not. We are. You know, almost to almost to an overwhelming point, but. 
you know, we are going to give you quality um, as best we can musically, fashion wise, visually. So, you know, just continue to ride. We're loyal people. You loyal to us. We loyal to you. So let's just keep riding. Hey, manifest something real quick. Who is it that y'all want that y'all want to work with? Producer and the artist. Put it out there. Um, Dr. Dre. Okay. Um, we was in the studio with, with Dre, um, like right after Nip passed. And uh, yeah, it was just like, just to be right there. It was just like, yeah. Dre on some R&B shit. I feel like, forget about it. Now, did you... Um, did you take that moment to speak up then? <laughs> it's Dre. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. There was, there was, you know, there was some. Hey, I got a hook for this shit. I got a hook for this shit, my nigga. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, nah, nah, Dre. Dre, record that no, shit. No, 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 no. Nah, Dre, Dre, record that shit over, dog. That, that shit ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely, we definitely, uh, you know, are, are, are taking, you know, our destiny into our own hands every opportunity we can. Love it, man. Love it. Uh, well, Blackberry Winter is out right now. Uh, yeah. Spelling the Diamonds, you know, it, is it is Spelling the Diamonds already out right now, or is it going to be? Spelling the Diamonds out? comes out March 5th, Friday, March there 5th. There it is, along with the, the merch and all that as well, man. Yes, new merch. Amen. New merch, um, new everything. Come on, man. How many How many people you know, how many independent, especially R&B, whatever, you know that's dropping records with, with not even merch, bro. This is clothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is premier imported quality stuff you know what i'm saying ain't too many people doing that stop acting like you've seen it before just like when we seen prince performing purple rain with the scarf and it started raining during purple rain we gotta stop acting like we see shit like this every day we really live in this shit man stop playing with me rose you <laughs> said roseworldwide.net yes all right rose man. we gotta get y'all right too man don't think i forgot i'm gonna get y'all right send me outside hey whenever man I'm, I'm loving that man real ones still exists of course we got the homegrown homies in here. Jake and Papa, yeah. always a pleasure, man. Look forward Jake to the next Papa. one. Jake and Papa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only the next one is going to be in person, man. We appreciate y'all as always being in Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Real quick. Y'all getting the vaccine? No, thank you, bro. No, no. No, no. No, no. It's the elderberry. It's the elderberry. I'm a real shit. Like, like my incense. Hey, look, it's been working so far. I reckon we'll be all right. Uh, right. You know? I'm with you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Ancestors did it for years. I'm with you. Man. <laughs> man, love y'all. Y'all stay up. We appreciate you love. as always, man. All right. Love, love y'all, man. Thank y'all for having us. Much continued progress, man. Peace. Yes, indeed. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head, Homegrown Radio. We out.